the, the leadership, the elders here at Fountainhead, they've got something planned for you in 2012. They've got something planned for you. They've got a way that you can help yourself. They've got a way that you can help the congregation. They've got a way that you can help the church. I want to tell you about it today. I want you to remember, resolve, if you had not made any resolutions yet, I want you to resolve to remember four words this year. Four words this year. Sow, work, grow, together. Sow, work, grow, together. Say it with me. Sow, work, grow, together. One more time. Sow, work, grow, together. Four words. Four words. Sow, work, grow, together. It's so important. The elders have decided it's so important for our congregation to have a vision. To have a vision. You know, from a vision, what you get, you get, you get long-range plans, you get mid-range plans, you get short-term goals when you have a vision. And the vision this year in 2012 is to sow, work, grow together. From the vision, it sets the tone for our attitude. It sets the tone for, for our responsibilities. Our elders have decided that our vision should be the same as Christ's here at Fountainhead, to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. We can accomplish this vision of our Lord by sowing the seed of the gospel, working the field that's already white for harvest, and we'll grow. We'll grow doing all this together. Our elders have given me the direction of unity and togetherness, as a focus to build sermons around. If you have the 2012 sermon handout, if you have one of those, if you don't, it's in the back in the foyer. You can grab one as you go out the door. Uh, you can see that this year we'll be focused on, on just that. In fact, every sermon that was suggested by one of you fit into sowing and working and growing unity it was it was beautiful to see the the sermon the sermons fall together the way they did it was really neat to to see them work out that way if you had to put a name on this year's planning for sermons it would be called the name i would call it would be scattered the scattered series planning that's what this is scattered series planning uh, for instance tonight starts the series the family which will occur each first sunday night of every month we're going to talk about the family, the family that we have here at Fountainhead. Okay? The, the, the uh, Life of Christ is a, is a series, a chronological sermon series that will happen each month as well in 2012. There's a quarterly series called Mustard Seed Faith. Mustard Seed Faith that I'm going to be uh, working in conjunction with, with Steve Griffin on. So I'm excited about Mustard Seed Faith as a series. There's a year-long Waking Up the Pew Potatoes sermon series. And we're going we're gonna to be looking more about that on February the 5th. And in 2012, we'll tackle moral questions that affect our togetherness here at Fountainhead, such as worldliness, immodesty, abuse. We'll talk about those things, just among others. Starting in June, the last Sunday morning of each month... Uh, Till Bible Bowl, 
we'll pick out a passage of Scripture that coincides with the Bible Bowl book this year. I don't know what that will be. We don't know what that will be until uh, the 1st of June roundabout. But uh, when Bible Bowl gets here and we know the topic, we'll pick out a topic from the book uh, that those who will be studying Bible Bowl will be involved with. And sprinkled throughout the year are single sermons that, that you wanted, that, that I wanted to hear. Uh, they don't have a, a series attached to them, but they do fit into the vision of soul, work, grow, unity, togetherness. <coughs> there are other series embedded monthly and quarterly, but what I really want you to remember today, if you're a Christian, is to sow, work, grow together. I want you to remember that. Remember those four words today, and remember those four words for the rest of the year. All right? I've quoted Clayton Pepper before, but he bears repeating in this sermon, church growth always has been and always will be commensurate with the amount of teaching of the Word. Paul said, 1 Corinthians 3, 6, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. You show me a church that's not growing, I'll show you a church that's not sowing. You show me a church that's not growing, I'll show you a church that's not going. I do not believe there is such thing as a good little church unless it's been established a short time or there are a few people in the area. If it is a good and faithful congregation, it is a teaching congregation. If it is a teaching congregation, it is a soul-winning church. It is a going church. It is a growing church. And it will not long remain small. Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 63, that He has the words of life. And our elders understand this. And we need to understand that we need to sow, work, grow together as well. Sow the words of life that Jesus has. Work hard with them and grow under the care of God together. No more lone wolf mentality. We're going to talk about the, the lone wolf mentality that so many Christians have tonight. No more pew potato posturing. No more. And understand what God's will is for you. You know, I understand. It's hard. Believe me, I do. I understand the sowing of the seed of the gospel to your, to your friends and your family. That's hard to do sometimes. I understand that. Sowing it to your, your community, the people you work with, that's, that's hard to do. I understand. It can be overwhelming sometimes. It can be very confusing at times. So many times the devil blurs, blurs the lines, doesn't he? So much so that well-meaning Christians would rather do nothing than to mess up anything. Is this you? One Christian said, The hardest thing I'm called to do in my Christian life is to sit and listen week by week to the preacher. He stirs me to want to do something for Christ, yet all I'm ever asked to do is to come back and listen to Him stir me again and thus pay the bill for being stirred. Is that you? We are commanded to meet and not forsake the assembly. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25. But whose fault is this Christian's attitude? 
Whose fault is it? What if it was you who said this? Whose fault would it be? The preacher? Yeah, it's his fault. He stirs me to want to do something. But he, doesn't ever, he never gives me Bible directions about how to do that. The elders? It's their fault, yeah. It's their fault. They should be leading the sheep where they should go. So your rotten attitude is their fault. It's the elders' fault. The deacons? Yep, it's their fault. Instead of asking for help in, the, in their areas, they, they're, they're just content to do things themselves. It's their fault. If you said this, would you bear any burden at all? Would you bear any, any burden? Any of the consequences, would they be yours at all? Yes. Because you cannot substitute hearing for action. Hearing only for obedience. You cannot substitute hearing, just hearing, for obedience. James chapter 1 verse 22, Be doers of the word and not hearers only. We were baptized into Christ and now live the Christian life, or we should. I know I'm losing my voice. You've, I some of you are grinning at me. I know I'm losing it. So I'm going to get a little louder. If the babies cry, we'll just stop and I'll repeat myself, okay? Don't worry about babies. I love them. I love them being in the room. I'll repeat myself. Just raise your hand if you didn't hear me. We were baptized into Christ and now live the Christian life where we should because we should have counted all the costs. So, we are all to blame. Every one of us are to blame for the attitude. Okay. In 2012, it's a new year, right? Fresh new year. Now that we understand this, let's stop pointing fingers. Let's just stop pointing fingers. Let's just end that, okay? We're going to start new. It's a brand new year. We're going to stop pointing fingers. We're going to take personal responsibility, and we're going to mention the blame no more, okay? Let's start new. Let's start fresh. Let's sow. Work, grow together. Let's do this together, folks. Let's focus on the task at hand and sow the gospel seed to all we can. Work the field with every God-given tool and rejoice as God's will for the church to grow is realized. This, this vision... This vision right here is very easy to get behind. It's very easy to get behind. There's nothing hard about getting behind this. Because it's the same plan the Lord has for the church. This plan is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. If you want to turn your Bibles there, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. There are many great books on evangelism. There are many great books on reaching out, church growth. I could point you to all these books. I've read many of them. I'm in the process of of reading some of them. I have them on my bookshelf downstairs, and they're the next books that I'm going to read. 
Okay? Now, there's a lot of books about this. But the basics of what all these books are about is found right here. The basics are found right here in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And in the vision for Fountainhead that the elders have decided that we should follow, sow, work, grow together. It's amazing how really simple this process is. Let me show it to you. It's amazing how simple this process is, how reaching out, how simple it can be. And I hope you come away saying today, yeah, I can do that. I I can get behind that. I understand that. That's easy. I can do this. That's what I hope you come away saying today and for the rest of the year. So work, grow together. I can do it. Read with me from 1 Corinthians chapter 3. If you you had to put put a one word... a one-word answer on all of Paul's writings, the word would be unity. This is what our elders want from us. Unity. Togetherness. Unity of the Spirit in in the bond of peace. Unified so that we can sow. Unified so that we can work together. Unified so that we can grow. And not be afraid of the growth. The Corinthians, they had a problem with unity among among other things. They had a big problem with unity. In chapter 3, their their carnal minds have have been divided. With everyone in the the church uh, breaking themselves up into these little factious groups. Verse 4. For when one says... I'm of Paul, and another, I'm of Apollos. Are you not carnal? In other words, when you, when you divide up the way you do, are you not being selfish? Is that what, isn't that what you're doing? You're being selfish. You're being carnal. Then brilliantly, Paul uses himself, he uses Apollos, and he uses God as object lessons to show how the work at Corinth should be together. How they should be unified. Look at verse 5. Who then is Paul and who is Apollos but ministers through whom you believed as the Lord gave each one. Paul saying that he and Apollos are just ministers. We're, we're how you hear about it. We're how you heard what you believed. And the word must be heard. Now, now notice how easy this is. Verse 6. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Paul and Apollos and God, they were, they were working as a team. They were working as a team. That's what, that's what we need here. That's what the elders want from us here. We need to work as a team. We need to work together. We need to be unified. I believe everyone here can understand this simple growth concept given by God. If you're, a, if you're a farmer and you've been farming all your life or you've always had a garden all your life, you've, you've eaten from a garden. To those who have been city dwellers all their life, who've never raised a thing, to, to little babies, thank you, Timothy, to little babies, that's working together, you see? It's working together. To little babies... See how that well that worked? That worked very well, didn't it? 
Try it again. From little babies. They, they can understand this. The, the little ones here. They can understand this, this growth concept. The big folks, the old folks, y'all can understand this growth concept. Sow, work, grow. Paul sowed. He planted the seed in one place. Apollos, he, he watered it. He worked the field. He watered it in certain places. In Acts chapter 2, verse 47, it says, The Lord added them to the church. The Lord caused the increase. That's where the growth comes from. We got to do our part. God will do His part. He promised us that. We must all be unified and work together for this to happen here at Fountainhead, though. We can't have factions and divisions and schisms. We got to be of one mind here at Fountainhead. This is the simple formula. This is the simple concept. Sow the seed of the kingdom. Work the field ready for harvest. And God will do His part. He will. Notice the words of unity, verse 7. So then, neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now, he who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. This is to God's glory. This is to God's glory. That's what we were talking about in Second Corinthians class today. Paul did all that that he went through for God's glory. Not for his own. There's nothing, there's nothing more exciting than to see somebody and to see somebody come to Jesus Christ. To see somebody that you teach them and they, they, their eyes light up and they get it. There's nothing more exciting. I've, I've done a lot of exciting things in my life and nothing is more exciting than that. To see somebody get it. To understand what they need to do to obey the gospel and then obey it. How amazing God is. How amazing His plan is. How amazing and powerful His gospel is. It is. And we're fellow workers with that. We're not just people who get to sit on the sidelines. We get to work together with God and each other. But notice, we don't have to worry about the growth, do we? We don't have to worry about the growth because God is going to do His part. He's going to cause the increase. We're fellow workers with God and each and every one of us, we've got a job to do. We'll be instructing you on these jobs in the upcoming year. I hope you're here for each and every one of the sermons that we'll present. On February the 5th, the pupitators will be no more. On that day, everyone will be told what they can do to help reach the lost. On Community Day in March, we'll make practical application of reaching out to others. In April, we'll come together as a family on a day designed to reach out to our families. In July, our gospel meeting topic the speaker's already been told our gospel meeting topic will reflect 
on unity. The unity that we need. Dan Williams, at the end of July, will focus on our unified families in the family rally that he'll present at the end of July, Lord willing. In 2012, we should have a clear understanding of what needs to be done and be ready for the growth that will follow our obedience. We should have a clear understanding and be ready to work and be ready to grow. For when we proclaim the gospel, which is God's power to save, Romans 1.16, we will proclaim the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ and that he was seen and will be seen again and we will tell folks how to obey the gospel Mark 16, 16 that tells us what happens if you don't obey and you do obey if you don't believe you'll be condemned, you'll be damned but if you believe and are baptized you'll be saved so let's get busy sow, work, grow together Let's get busy. If you want to grow with us, if you want to grow with us, and you're not a Christian, but you've been studying, you understand what what you need to do to be a part of the vine. We want you to come forward and be baptized today. Some of you need to repent. Or some of you need to repent in a public way because others know what you've been doing and you need to repent. There's some of you who need to repent. You need to go to God in private. You need to ask Him, Lord, forgive me. I hope you do that today. I hope you do that today. But if you don't remember anything else, I want you to get behind this. Sow, work, grow together. Sow, work, grow together. Sow the seed of the kingdom. Work the field that's already ready. It's already ready for harvest. And God will give the increase. I hope that He increases our number today. Won't you come forward and be saved as together we stand and sing.